Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Happer and Shaper. It says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why? Why are you yelling at me? Whatever. Make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Schaefer. My boy's awake and smart. This is Happer and Schaefer. Welcome back in. 9 o'clock hour of Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket in the theticketfm.com. Saw a dumb tweet last night after John Madden passed away. Oh, we're going to talk about this dumb tweet? Well, I just want to read the first one, and then we could just talk about how I didn't read the rest after that. You don't want to read the rest after that. Everyone eulogizing Madden. How many concussions could we have prevented had he not turned brain injuries into a video game? And I would say that that's a pretty... That's... That's a bit of an oversimplification yeah. of the sport of football, but yeah. we can just stop there. And then you make a tweet like that, and you get upset when other people basically argue against it, and suddenly you're on an island and blah, blah, blah. No, it, you don't make a tweet like that unless you're desperately seeking attention, and she got it. Oh, yeah, she got it. And then she was upset by it, and... To us. The cycle of social That's how media it ended. Attention. Yeah. Yeah. Because then the attention you get isn't the attention you wanted, and everyone's supposed to agree with well, you. Well, I'm shocked by this. Also, just really cavalier response to someone dying that had a lot of value to people. But yep. You do you. Yep. Yeah. And once again, pretty pretty crazy oversimplification yeah. or generalization of like the sport of football. So, yeah, that's good. Um. Okay, here's what we have. Oh yeah, I, we haven't got your thoughts on the on the quarterback situation. So the offer goes out officially, or the offer is reported, I suppose, to Chuba Purdy, the Florida State transfer quarterback. Um, and that's about how hot. Uh, th- that's about the maximum of how hot the kind of quarterback search trail thing has been for Nebraska. Um so far and then there's still like Casey Thompson buzz yeah, a so little bit where are we at right now I almost texted you on Monday night that um to be sure to bring it up on the show but I was like of course he will uh so there's there's some buzz about Casey Thompson in Nebraska it's just trying to figure out where the interest levels for both line up I I know this from from 24/7 sports basically uh there's real interest from the Thompson side of things. And if Nebraska reciprocates that as much, it feels like this could head in a direction in which Nebraska has their quarterback for next season. Wow. Um, But as we also just got done discussing, 
if you're Nebraska and you're already this far down the line, unless there's someone you're 100% in on, you probably want to see who else is entering the transfer portal over the next few days. I, well, I don't right? know, man. I, I That's about as good as you're going to get. I agree. Like I look, if it was if I was sitting in the big chair and you knew that you had this interest from a guy who started for Texas last year. Unless there's year. a real ace in the hole right. that you know about. And without knowing every conversation they have going on, we just don't know um, what that is. But I, it, considering he can, he can what play. is out there. He started for right. two years. Or he, it, he started for a year and has played for the last two before that. Right. And he, I mean, I think he also just kind of fits what, Yeah, he had a better year in 20. 21 no, I than think Kenny Pickett had in 2020 going th- into you know the year in which he exploded like I, there's some boomer bust to him yeah. right and well, I think Nebraska needs a little bit of a gamble so um, Casey Thompson has always kind of been fascinating because right as he went into the portal Max Olson hit me up and he's like this is a guy that I think would fit with Nebraska their new staff and He's he's still got a little bit of an element of danger to him. Yes, like there's that's still what I a little see. bit of combustibility, but he can also make some throws and make some plays that are going to put you in position to win games. That's what Nebraska needs. I think so. And I, I can, think so. He can keep the train on the tracks to a degree too. And like he's a better passer than Adrian Martinez. He's nowhere near as effective as a runner, but he's not a statue. Yeah. And those are the things that you have to be able to line up here. I like Casey Thompson. Um you know, Sybil was just on here on early break and basically expressed a little bit of doubt about uh, that being a anywhere close to a done deal. But I I don't know that they're going to do a lot better than that. I don't think they are. Unless they have something lined up. And I don't know that they do. I mean, it's not that we can – nothing that we can yeah. see right now. But I, I, I know that there's legitimate interest uh, from the Thompson side of things in Nebraska. Hmm. So where Nebraska chooses to go with that, I mean, I'll say this. If you don't end up with Casey Thompson and you only end up with Chuba Purdy, that would be a pretty strong condemnation of the whole process. Yeah, I don't love that. So um, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, they need a guy. I mean, preferably, I think, they they would like to have a guy with some experience who's started for – a power five school who's played in big games, who's played in some who's big had games, to make some big throws, and and has played in a in an offense that kind of expects yep. him to shoulder the load a little bit, um, given what Nebraska's been over the last couple of years, and and still introducing you know the Mark Whipple concepts and all that stuff too. I think that would be the expectation of him coming here. Um, and a little bit of that. I mean, next year is I, I don't. I don't know if you think about your floor for next year because if it bottoms out, you're gone anyway. You can't. There is no floor. You know what I mean? It's a high wire act, right? So I, you're I, either I, getting to the other side or you're dead. So if if the, sorry to be that morbid about it, but that's that's what it is. If the hold on him is it's a little bit of a gamble, or he's a little bit of a gambler, I I'm good with that. Yeah, <laughs> like I think Nebraska. I mean, there was frankly, times this year where they needed to gamble yeah, a little more. Frankly, this working out is a little bit of a gamble. Sure, you know, so yeah. um, they, I, I think they need to take a guy like that if the opportunity was presented. It, I would be, I don't, I, and you never really know who ultimately has the final say and who right. says no at the end, whether it's his side or Nebraska's yeah. side or. Whatever well, you either get him be. or you don't. But if it, and you either get him or you don't. But it would be pretty disappointing. To hear that Nebraska had an opportunity to get this guy and and they 
potentially were to look elsewhere. Especially, like you said, if they end up with only, you know, Chubba Purdy or um, whoever else comes out. And and there is, like you said, like we've said, there's still the chance that it could turn out that somebody pops up and it's a big deal and they feel like they have an in with them. Um, But, man, I don't know how much better it gets. I I just don't know how much better it gets. Well, at this point, um, I think he's probably as close to the top of the quarterback landscape in the transfer portal as – as there is, and he was in that first group, I think. Yeah, and I, I get like, okay, maybe you're more enamored with the the profile of a Cam Ward. I don't think you can bet on that. Well, think about too, like, I mean, from the outside, and I don't think this is how they process it inwardly, and I don't think this is how I process it either, because things have changed, and there's a different offense, or or at least different people in the room. But if Nebraska goes from Adrian Martinez to Casey Thompson. I think that would be looked at, you know, as a at least a lateral move. Right. It's not a step down. It's not a step down. If Nebraska goes from Adrian Martinez to an unknown, a guy who hasn't started anywhere before, right? That's a downgrade. Big. And it's hard. And it's hard to see Nebraska. I mean, once again, from a very kind of binary perspective here, like that's how people kind of tend to look at things. And um, you know, if they're going to a guy who hasn't started before next year, then the question is going to be asked, well, why did Adrian Martinez leave? You could have just had another year of Adrian Martinez. Right. You know? So the where where I kind of land with some of it is, if you're already going to try to take two quarterbacks, which is the plan, and you can get one in hand, and this is all, again, hypothetical, but you can get one in hand with Casey Thompson, who maybe doesn't have the biggest ceiling in the world, but you know what he's largely going to be, and it would be hard for me to imagine someone else beating him out. Um, Currently on the roster? On the roster, yeah, yeah for sure. So if, if you're already going to, like, that feels like a pretty safe first route to go, and you're planning on getting a second person anyways, and if you make this clear and make it known and, and the Thompson family understands that and they're fine with that, then you have one in hand that you plan to move forward with. If it's not working early, you would have the other options to move to. Like I, I just agreed. I, I don't I don't know. And and like I said, I mean if, if there's someone that they feel that they can get that hasn't entered the portal yet, maybe that person exists. Uh I don't know who it is. Real quickly, I I wanna it feels like too good of an opportunity to yeah. pass up. I wanna throw this out there. I don't know if you were listening on Monday because I know you were here. But Jay and I were getting into a conversation about the defense a little bit, and he said something that has me kind of feeling a little bit better because I've been pretty pessimistic about replacing Damian Daniels. He was really happy with what Nash Hutmacher was able to get out of the last two games. Yeah, that combined with – and I talked to Parker about this a little bit yesterday as well, and it's a bit of a reshape of the front anyway. Mm-hmm. 22 Yodi's out, right, and who knows kind of how that setup will look from a coaching perspective, but also from a personnel perspective. It's kind of been that, that way for the last two years. I think what they have been able to do in terms of like a – to be multiple, their ability to be multiple on defense, especially with their fronts over the last couple of years, they've shown the ability. Like I trust the coaches to adjust the personnel that they have. Yeah. So I think you're probably just going to see more four man fronts. Yeah. And they were they were they were a lot. You know, they were a lot of four down last. That's year. I mean, and that's kind of where Jay landed at with it too. And and he 
I don't know that he expects that, but he thinks that they'll modify their approach based off of what they have. And you could end up. I trust with those some, coaches to do that. They've earned that. Some Garrett Nelson, Casey Robinson, or Casey, <laughs> Casey Rogers, Ty Robinson, yeah, and then Nash Hupmacher. Like that could be your front at times next year. Or you switch it out. Maybe Caleb Tanner comes down. He plays down a little bit more hand in the dirt style. I mean, they have Feldarius Payne, who was a junior college defensive end, yep. who's now back with the team. I mean, so they they have some different routes to kind of have that four man look. Yeah, I I there's a certain level of confidence there for me that it it won't be uh, it won't feel like there's a huge hole in the defense yeah. because I don't uh, well, while the, Damian Daniels is good I don't know that they were overly kind of reliant on him well they were and they, they needed they needed him to when do they were at their best it was because of him sure um I really do believe that where where I've gotten more worried is the back end like the secondary yeah. suddenly it's just like nah, I don't feel good about any some more no. guys back there yeah Travis sure. Fisher inherited a mess and this doesn't feel significantly better than the room that he walked into in 2018 yeah it was good <laughs> now yep. it's now it's yeah less. well that's what happens yep. you got to be able to replace it all right uh sam McEwen of the omaha world herald joining us now we'll get to some of this stuff with him but uh good morning sam how are you good morning uh love being on your show uh you know all that so sad that this is the last one but nevertheless yeah Let's get the let's get Love the stuff the out show. of the way. Well, I appreciate it, thank, and thank you for coming on. You've first of all, I I mean, you have come on with me on whatever time slot that I've been on. <laughs> so yeah. you kind of followed me around, and I really appreciate that, Sam. I I love our conversations every week. Same here. I'll follow you around wherever else there is. You know, if you want. Excellent. Good to hear. Um, Sam, let's let's talk about the quarterback situation real quick. Um. Where 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 do you feel like they're at? It, it feels like maybe things have heated up a, at least a little bit this week after mostly quiet over the last couple. Um, w- you know, the offer goes out to to Chubba Purdy. There's Casey yeah. Thompson buzz. I guess where are they at right now, and and what do you expect in the coming days? I think both those names are legit. Um, there is this small part of me that wonders. I, you know, I I just think. Oklahoma's got to get done with this game tonight, and Caleb Williams has to make a definitive, you know, whatever. Um, and then I think I think Nebraska's in really kind of a really pretty good shape for Thompson. It, it may come down to another Nebraska and a couple other schools, but let's just wait that out, that piece. I think Purdy, sure. I mean, I you know he'll probably have some other looks too that he can that he can attend to, but it, uh, he has a prior recruiting relationship, obviously, with, with Whipple. Uh, he's from Arizona, Purdy is, right? And so Whipple spends a lot of time there. He has a home there. His son coaches with the Cardinals. Um, I just think that's his second home. You know, he kind of grew up there, uh, you know. So I think there's a good relationship there. And then you always you just wait for that one last, you know, you wait for everybody to get done. So there's there's a couple more. I think there's one more FCS game. I don't know that there's a quarterback in that, but there's some bowl games left too, and you just want to make sure that everybody's going back to where they're saying they're going back to. And um, But, you know, Nebraska's got some options there. Uh, I, Thompson and Purdy, neither one of them jump out, and Thompson does. Um, but, you know, neither one of them tell me a lot better uh, at this moment than maybe what Adrian Martinez is bringing to the table. But then, yep. you know, you just never know. Um, the Martinez situation had to kind of move on because, you know, you just don't know if he's going to be healthy. Um, but, you know, we'll see. 
we'll see. Uh, there, there's there's still time to to figure it out, and you know Purdy's got an interesting frame. I don't think they're gonna. I, I don't. I you know the the kid from Wyoming could be really interesting somewhere else. We I don't know what what's going to happen with him, um, but he's got a lot of potential. That's obvious, and and I, I'll be interested to see where Levi Williams lands. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sam, we were we were just talking as as you came on. Um, do you do you view safety as another spot where Nebraska has to play in the portal still? Or do you think the Deshaun Singleton addition is sort of what it's going to be for the Huskers uh, as far as, as that spot? I think we may have lost him. It sounded like we lost him there real quick. Oh, no. Rico, give him a, give him a shot back there. Uh, we'll get Sam. That's, that's, a, that's a noise that you kind of can tell. The ta- crackle? So, sometimes you don't know for sure, but then you hear, the, you hear the click, and then it's usually it. Oh, you want to go? All right. Sam, you back? I'm ba- yeah, I'm back. Uh, I, got the, I heard the question. I'm, I'm sorry, my, I don't know, there was something with my lightning, you know, the plug that you put into the, uh, yes. whatever. Anyway, so um, I agree with everything you just said. Now, now, two things can be true at the same time. One, Deshaun Singleton could turn out to be a really nice player, and you may have answered the question with him. Um, there's some things on tape that, that are actually worth liking, um, even though he's a young guy same time you don't know that and so i think you have to consider the portal um where they stand right now it's it's uh farmer it's Paula gates who you know i mean is is never has not yet emerged as a guy that they felt com- comfortable putting into a rotation and singleton and then a bunch of freshmen uh and so yeah i mean i i think i think the portal is absolutely a spot there um, it could be that Singleton comes in and is pretty darn good. Uh, there again, there's some things about his game that are that are likable. Uh, he, he he tracks, you know, he's really good at covering receivers. Uh, he carries them well deep, and then he covers them well underneath. And so they might have gotten a steal there, uh, but we'll see. I'd say yes, the portal for safety, the portal for running back. Yeah, and you know, pass rusher. Yes, of course. For pass rusher, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Nebraska's going to get one of those. If that's a hard, that's a hard um, pull for for a team with Nebraska's current profile. Um, but then again, you know, I mean, uh, Jermaine Johnson went to Florida State, and Florida State wasn't any good last year. Uh, of course, you know, Florida State's in the warm weather, and there's other things there. But you never know. Maybe maybe Nebraska can get a pass rusher in there. Sam, we were talking. I mean that segues pretty well we were talking right before you came on about the the front seven and you lose Tony to um to Oregon and however they shape that from a coaching staff perspective they're also losing a lot personnel wise up front I, I guess how do they how do they rebuild and restock that room and is it just is it just the people can they can they kind of scheme wise make it adapt to the personnel for next year as well yeah, I mean they've got a little bit to replace there. Um, you get Casey Rogers and Ty Robinson back. That's a that's a big plus. Um, you know Nash Hupmaker is an option. 
I'll be curious to see how they want to use him. Obviously, he's a nose tackle. Um, and then, you know, I think there's every reason to be excited about some of the young players who didn't really play last year. I'm talking about Ruquan Buckley, you know, Jalen Weaver and some others. So I think they've got some, some bodies. Uh, you know, I, I, I think the people call it a four-man front, and it is, right? It's four guys across the front. But it, it had morphed into something closer to a two four five defense yeah. in the last you know the last year and a half. Now you can call it a four man front, and it is, but it's kind of a two four five or a two five four if you consider Jojo Doman to be a you know an outside linebacker, which I think he kind of was. I think his replacement will be more of a defense back. We'll see. Um, so you can you can get some things done with just two guys uh, playing you know over the guards. And then you have you know two outside linebackers. After that, it's not the best run defense you'll ever see. Um, that 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 lineup it, it has some it has some issues at times with guys getting turned and sealed and you know all these other things. So um, those are things that they're going to have to figure out and work on it. But yeah, I, I think they're going to be okay in the front seven. I think and actually they're going to be pretty good. Uh, their system is now in place, and you know, let's say Dawson moves down to defensive line. Well, you know, we'll see when it's reported. Yeah, you know, when it's announced. Um, obviously, that makes total sense because it got to the point where Tuioti was only kind of coaching about two guys, two positions, sometimes three. Um, and so, it makes sense, total sense, to move him down. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll we'll see how they, but they've tweaked their 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 teaching habits and. And their principles, and you know, the guys play hard. Uh, they're going to have a lot of experience with Robinson and Rogers and, and Nelson and Tanner and Payne and uh, Gosh. I mean, you know, they, they've got they've got some seasoning there, so I'm not worried about that because the front seven too much. It'll fluctuate from year to year. Secondary is a little bit of a concern because you don't know who that second quarter is going to be, uh, but and you have an issue with safety, but. Uh, Overall, the defense is going to fluctuate a little bit within a certain range. So long as they keep playing the defense that they're playing, the, the style, the scheme, all those things, I think they've got a pretty good identity on that side. And so even there'll be some years where the talent isn't as good as other years, but you have a really good understanding of what to expect. And I think that one of the things that makes a good side of the ball is what to expect. And you know, you know what to expect on that side of the ball now. And so... Um, yeah, they're going to have good years and bad years, but but there's a system in place, and I think everybody's on the same page. Nebraska's offense was not was rarely on the same page. Really, the all four years it's got been there, but especially the last two. And and so now I think the hope is everybody's going to get on a page. You know, Mark Whipple's going to run the show. You're going to have a seasoned running back coach. I anticipate uh, you're going to have a young offensive line coach who's going to teach the guys you know, aggression, but he's not going to be a schematic guy. You know, he, you know, I don't think Rayola is going to be, you know, drawing up run plays. He's, he's going to get his guys to execute. So he's not going to be a coordinator type. And then of course you have Becton and then you have Mickey Joseph, who I would describe as similar to Keith Williams and his, the way he teaches technical detail. Mm. So I think the offensive line, or I think the offense is going to become more, it's gonna it's gonna make more sense, and by that I mean you could watch Nebraska's offense last year and acknowledge 
what the play design was and the you know the big plays, but a lot of it did not always seem to go hand in hand. Like they they went play to play. Totally, some plays were great and some weren't, but it didn't often seem like the five plays had a relationship to one another. Like they would go play action pass and then jet sweep, and you know like it didn't it didn't build on top of of each other, if that makes sense. So I, I think I think there's good things to look forward to on that offense soon. But the defense is already kind of it. Sam, do you – I know you're a guy who, who loves the sport. You, you enjoy casually following college football or at least following what else is going on with it. Have you yeah. checked out at all about this bowl season and just waiting for, for college football? And if that's the case, do we – or the, the playoff – do we need an, another evolution in this sport? I just feel like interest level has never been lower in this time of year uh, as we lead into the college football playoff. No, nah, you're right. I mean, I think that's very fair. Um, I, I do pay attention, but but I'm not probably the market here. Like I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a person that will watch the you know the group of five bowls, <laughs> whatever. So um, yeah, I think there needs to be some sort of alteration some sort of change. Probably the easiest thing shape to do would be to uh, remove all, remove all conference ties. Mm. Um, I think if you did that and you eliminated all those relationships and you really made the bowls hustle um, and then make their own deals with teams, you would improve greatly the flexibility of good matchups. Um, It's, it's kind of a darn shame that when you get to the bowl season, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 don't really play. That that makes no particular sense to me. Um, and, and you know, the Big Ten is locked into a a ton of football games against the SEC, which I understand. And you know, there's some with the Big Twelve, but and the ACC. But you know, like I think it would be much better if you just gave the Bulls flexibility. I think the Bulls are the ones that actually make the contract, but I would I would sever those and just say, hey, you know, you guys go and compete for the teams that you want there. Um, that would be one thing you could do. The the other thing is you could expand the playoff to such a degree that it it effectively creates uh, an NCAA tournament. Yeah. So let's say you go to 16, and then you create an NIT, and you have another little mini tournament over here. Um, that would be an, that would be a potential option. I like that. It's not perfect. Um, you know, I would like to see more bowl games out of ESPN's control. That's probably not going to happen. I'd like to see more bowl games on New Year's Day. Way more bowl games. Uh, have it become a big fun day where you got to have three televisions just to follow it all. I know it wouldn't be what everybody loves, which is like breaking every game down into minute detail. But I would like it because then it would it would turn into a day again, and it's not really a day. Um, New Year's Day will be about really one game, and that's the, the Rose Bowl, and, and two of Ohio State's best players don't even want to play in it. That's disappointing. Um, you know, something's not quite right in that program, that, that those kids would, I understand, protecting, come on, it's the Rose Bowl. And the fact that they don't want to play in it indicates to me that Ohio State's got to reorient its value system or something, because it just doesn't make a lot of sense that a game as big as the Rose Bowl, you got two receivers who who want to opt out and just watch it. I, I get all that. The opt-outs are hurting the sport. 
bowl games may have to play the kids, pay the kids to play. Um, you know, there's there's just a lot of different things in there, but you got to figure out a way to resolve the opt outs because those aren't healthy. You know, Kenny Pickett would have been fun to watch in a bowl game against Michigan State. He would have thrown for about 700 yards against Michigan State's pass defense, but so they got to figure out a way to get that resolved, whether that means paying them or not. All right, Sam. Uh, well, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of the bowl season. Uh, there, there are a couple good games today worth worth watching, even for uh, even oh, for, yeah. e- even for people who aren't like Sam and just watch, you know, casually watch the games. Yeah, go <laughs> Iowa State. Let's, let's see the Cyclones win today, and I wouldn't mind seeing Oklahoma win tonight. Too. All right, Sam. I appreciate you, man. Uh, thanks for hey, coming take on. Care. Yep, we'll talk to you soon. Great show. All the rest. Take care. That's Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald. Fantastic stuff from him as always. I want an NIT. I had never thought of this before. It's a, I mean, that's radical. That that that's radical. So sixteen team playoff and like an eight team NIT. I would be down for that. Let's let's talk about that a little bit. I, I love that. Idea. Sam McEwen's college football. <laughs> yes, I love. <laughs> we'll it. talk about that next. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.